Today we are going into the big five questions that Warren Buffett answers before he purchases a stock. So these five questions form the foundation of a successful investing strategy that Buffett has used for over 50 years to beat the market by a huge margin over that time. If you want to learn how you can do the same, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hardworking Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Laffin. On this podcast, we help hardworking professionals master the stock market so their money works as hard as they do. We show them how to achieve high returns with confidence, providing them with financial freedom so they can focus on living a generous and meaningful life. So if you're a hardworking professional that wants to build their wealth and enjoys mastering challenging and high-value skills, then come along and join us on a journey to master the market. So back when I was first starting out, I came across Warren Buffett and I wanted to try and emulate his success. Obviously, having a look at how successful he'd been for so long, I knew there was something in what his process was and the way he was investing that made him successful. But what I found out was he's got so much information that he's given out over the years. So he's got decades um, where he's worked in Berkshire Hathaway. Um, So annual reports from every year where he puts out a chairman's letter. There's annual general meetings um, that have been recorded for decades as well. Um, Then there's new interviews um, that are always coming out. And it's quite difficult to try and make sense of it or bring it all into some form of coherent um, narrative. Um, And that's when I kind of stumbled across uh, Robert G. Hagstrom's book, uh, The Warren Buffett Way, which is a New York Times bestseller. And in it, he draws out 12 tenets that Buffett follows as part of his investment framework. So out of those 12 tenets, I'd rearrange them into a way that I found helpful, and then I'd put them in that order. And it can be used as a bit of a foundation to an investment strategy and principles as well. So in, I guess, putting those all together, which you're going to come out and see uh, a little bit later on, is I've become pretty selective in the stocks that I was able to look at into a bit further it prevented me from looking at speculative purchases and allowed me to slow down and to think through what it was actually doing Um, and by drawing on Buffett's sage advice and his actual purchases Hagstrom's shown in the tenets which form these five questions where um, which were fundamental to Buffett's success so what I've got down here is I guess when you invest for the long term, you need to think differently and prioritize certain things. So these questions can be used, to, I guess, to filter out through potential investment opportunities. So if the vet in, if the business doesn't pass one of these questions, it's just easy enough just to move on to the next opportunity. So simplified a bit down, the questions that I come up with were when researching a business for long-term investing. Number one is, can I assess its future? Two is, is it great? Three, is management trustworthy? Four, can I get it for a discount or on sale? And five, is this better than what I have? So each one of these can be expanded on a little bit further. Um, But I guess when I was trying to remember these, I decided to use a mnemonic to help. And after a few trials, it ended up with the five M's. Um, So five M's being mastery, moat, management, margin, and maintain. So I try to 
break those up, those simplified versions of the statements and then try and pair them up with those. Um, and I came across one, have I mastered an understanding of the business? So if I can't understand the business, um, there's no real point in looking at it further unless you put the effort in to try and understand it. If you can't understand how the business operates, how it makes its money, how it interacts with its customers and different things like that, then you're not going to be able to have an understanding of is this a great business? Is it going to be around for a while? Is it looking after its customers? Is it providing value? The other part of that question is, has the business mastered its customer? So if they haven't done that, then it's not likely that they're going to be around or they're going to have to change their product offering to suit, you know, have they got good product market fit? So number two, uh, which was, you know, likened to, is it great? Is Does the business have an enduring moat? This is a word that um, Warren Buffett uses, which is pretty much just to describe um, the level of protection around the business. And that biz- the protection around the business is pretty much like a competitive advantage that the business might have. Um, something like Coca-Cola or Apple, they have great brands that have been built over years and years. And so that's something that a new competitor that can't come along and then start to chew it away at it. Number three is, is management trustworthy? So can I trust management pretty much? If you can't trust the management to run the business how they've said they were, either from previous years, they might be chopping and changing their action plans that they've got. Um, they might be completely untrustworthy and uh, have a very poor past management of businesses um, or they might have been in and out of uh, in and out of court with various misdemeanors over the years. So it, it pays to make sure that the people that you're the company that you're potentially buying into, are you confident that the management team there is going to hold the ship steady? and lead it through. Number four is, can I invest with a margin of safety? So pretty much all that means is, like the first question is, can you get it for a discount or on sale? And what's so important about that? Well, it's a bit of a rule of thumb that's been around since before Warren Buffett started from his mentor, Benjamin Graham. Um, What they come up with was to lower your risk and to make sure that you're buying either a great business or a great deal or might be a poor business or anything like that, it doesn't really matter the quality of the business. It ultimately depends on the price that you're buying at relative to its intrinsic value. And pretty much that's just a fancy way of saying you need to come up with a value for the business that you think is fair and reasonable based on where it currently is and where you believe its future lies and then having a look at how much it's priced for currently on the stock market. So it might be overpriced, don't buy it. If it comes in under your valuation or right on it, then you'll be able to make some decisions from there. Number five is, is this better than what I have? And with putting on the five M's, it's, is this investment maintaining or raising my standards? So ultimately, when you look at 
making a decision to um, buy something in or review if it's going to fit well into your portfolio, it's a good thing to look at is it actually meeting your basic standards and to make sure that you're not lowering those just because there might not be that many deals on at the moment. Uh, it might have been a few years since you've actually purchased something. You might realize everything's overpriced and there's no actually good um, good opportunities out there. And you should just, sometimes the best thing is just to just continue to look around, wait, be patient and uh, see what comes up. Ultimately, things always go around in a cycle. It's just a matter of when is uh, the question that everyone will have. And in short, uh, as a value investor, you understand that you don't know when it's going to turn around. You understand it will eventually. So each one of these areas and those questions can be drilled down into further to, I guess, refine a little bit of the detail um, that you need to try and flesh out to answer those. You might not find that you need to answer all of those uh, like they're all, I guess, on a continuum. Uh, it's no real yes/no answers. And what you'll find is that over time, as you build up your experience and getting some um, runs on the board, so to speak, you'll be able to look back and go, "All right, I've now got a bit more of an understanding on how this all works and how it all fits together into your uh, investment strategy, your personal one." And then how that kind of fits in with the rest of your life as well. So in, I guess, closing out, after I'd put this together and I'd been able to have a look at these, I guess, five just pretty basic questions to ask myself in terms of reviewing businesses, um, now that I've built this framework, I was able to use those lessons from those before us and make sure that I'd actually built that off and my framework um, for investing off got people that have actually achieved greatness. And now when I review businesses, I already have a method I can go through, uh, which I've made into a bit of a checklist because I'm a little bit rigorous like that. And it stops me from making silly repetitive mistakes or overlooking silly things. And now I can save time. I can make my way through more businesses and compare them to all the same criteria. So with these five questions, you can achieve a lot of success, but they're pretty broad and a bit vague in the, their current form. So in these next few apps, I'll be diving into each one in a bit more detail, delivering things to keep your eye on. So thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful or you're keen to catch up on the next few to dive into them a little bit deeper, stick around or share the, one of these episodes with a friend or bring them along for our investing journey. Thanks. Hi there. As you can see, I don't run ads in this podcast because I want to provide a great listener experience. In saying that, podcasts grow by word of mouth. If you have found this podcast valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you could share an episode to a friend or a like-minded person in your network. I really believe everyone should have the financial and time freedom to lead a generous and meaningful life. And this is one way you can help. Thanks.